Welcome to the MILF way. Mindful, intuitive lifestyle fitness. An all-encompassing wellness podcast featuring some of the most successful, influential parents and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of The MILF Way. My conversation today is with Emily Donahue Wood. Emily is a mother to three kids, ages three and under, so there was a lot to unpack in this chat. I started following Emily a few months ago on Instagram and fell in love with her and her adorable family and admired her ability to maintain a healthy lifestyle and balance it all while having three tiny children. I wanted to know how she was able to achieve this and also what the secret is to staying sane while doing it. So that's what our conversation touches on today. Emily's tips on daily structure, how to divide your attention between your kids, keeping the spark alive in your relationship, her motivation to be healthy and fit, and reminder to not stress about the little things will leave you feeling like you can do it all. I always say that being a mother is the hardest job on the planet, but by far the most rewarding. I've really enjoyed this conversation with Emily, and I think you guys will too. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy. Let's talk about style for our little ones and how hard it is sometimes to find cute, affordable, and stylish pieces for our kids. Enter Club Enzo. Club Enzo is the perfect place to find all of the best sets and essentials for your little boy or girl. Curated with love from mother to son, the founder of Club Enzo was just on the podcast, and I highly recommend listening to Heather's episode if you haven't already. She created pieces that she felt were lacking in the market, and I remember seeing her and her son Enzo at the park and always wanting the outfits that Enzo was wearing for Hunter, and then, of course, come to find out it was her brand, so no wonder he looked so cute all the time. Go check it out for yourself, you guys, and make sure you do it before the holidays are over. I just purchased a bunch of cute sets for Hunter for Christmas, and I can't wait for him to rock them at the park and at school. So for 20% off, use code MILFBOD when you check out at shopclubenzo.com. That's code MILFBOD, M-I-L-F-B-O-D, at shopclubenzo.com. How was your new year? When did I talk with you? Yeah, it was before the new year. How's your son, most importantly? Oh my gosh, it's been a wild couple of weeks, but he's good, is the main point. Yeah, okay. So what happened? Or do you not want to talk about it? No, no, it's totally fine. This is not that serious. He's two years old. I thought he was just kind of in his terrible twos. And I feel really bad about this, but like whenever he showed symptoms, I would bring him to a doctor and no shade on the doctors around here, but I brought him in and they would just say it's a virus because he had all of the symptoms of a virus. Anyway, he ended up going crazy. Like, and I mean, he's screaming, kicking, throwing himself straight for 24 hours. And I finally, 
I brought him. It was bedtime. He was like screaming in the corner of the room. And I finally, I just brought him down to the beach and was carrying him to just like walk. I'm like, this always calms them down. You know, it was like nighttime, dark out, but he wouldn't stop screaming. And I just was like, I'm taking him to the hospital, which is two and a half hours away. So it was like 9 p.m. And I was like, Matt, I got to go. I'm going to take one of the nannies with me. We're just going to sleep in a hotel there and then come back tomorrow. And we went there and they did all this work, like blood work, not work on him. And they found out he had pneumonia, a double ear infection, a double sinus infection, and then like an allergy inside of his ear canal as well that was really bothering him so like and they said that it started from covid back in august that this must have just been like building because after covid their immune systems are down and they're more vulnerable to getting like other infections or viruses and then i thought it would be like one day and then we come back and then we ended up being in the hospital for a week wow how did they treat him There was one indicator, which here they can't test what kind of bacteria it is for whatever reason. They don't have that ability. But um, there was one indicator that's supposed to be between zero and five, and it was 64 of bacteria levels. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't know. I just listened to whatever they said. And so they had an IV in him the whole time. And they were doing, like, sinus rinses every two or three hours. They fixed it. I'm so glad he's okay now. That must have been so stressful and so scary. I am not looking forward to that first time, for sure. I I think about it all the time, and I'm like, please, dear God, don't let this happen. But I I guess it, like, it teaches you a lot. It does. And you have to trust your instinct because I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Matt's like, really? You're going to drive to the hospital right now? Like it's 9 p.m. And it's the day before New Year's. People are driving around crazy. And I was like, no, like I think something's wrong. And it was. I'm really glad that you decided to take him to the hospital because I feel like if you had waited any longer, probably something worse could have happened. I know. Oh, how did he do in the hospital? Well, he's only two, so it's like you can't really explain things to him, but yet he already knows what he wants and doesn't want, you know? So it's kind of the in-between, like, baby is not making their own decisions. Three-year-old, you can kind of explain things to them and reason with them. Two-year-old, I feel like, hope for the best, but they don't get it. Yeah, they can't quite, like, articulate yet, but you you knew that something was clearly wrong because he was acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, babe. Well, (laughs) that's a crazy start to a new year. I know, right? The good thing is that it probably can't get a lot worse. Right. Like, it has to get better. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sorry that you went through that, but I'm so happy to hear that he's okay. And welcome back to the show. So for the audience out there, Emily and I recorded our first episode, but there were some technical difficulties. So we're here again for take two. (laughs) We're back. Just a few. Yeah. So I got to know you really well in our first conversation. But for the audience who doesn't know you, can you kind of introduce yourself? Yes. Okay. So... 
I am from the States. I'm from Chicago. I lived in California for a little bit. And then I went over to Nicaragua, down to Nicaragua on a mission trip, just by myself, helping out little kids. And on one of the last weekends there, I went out to a bar and met my now husband. And since then, we've lived in California. We've lived in Costa Rica. And now we are in Nicaragua. I have three kids, three years old, two years old, and in a week, the last one will be one year old. So that's like obviously a big part of my life at this point. We have a vacation rental business down here between Nicaragua and Costa Rica, and that is my job. But a lot of the time I'm with these little kids. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So you have three kids well, now the the oldest one is technically three now. So it's not three under three, but it's three and three and under. Three that are three and under. <laughs> At one point, it was three and under. You get it. It's chaos. It. It's a lot. <laughs> but in a way, I'm like, one side of my mind is like, oh my God, this girl's crazy. But then on the other side, I'm like, wait, she's actually probably a genius because you got it out of the way. And now you're able to kind of just enjoy it and be in it now. Do you want more kids? Do you think? No. Okay. We were like, oh my God, no, please. (laughs) That was the quickest no I've ever heard. No. And last time we talked about that a little bit, about how like there's so many people speaking about infertility issues, which is so important, but it's almost at least how I feel is I feel bad saying how easy it was for me to get pregnant. Right. But because of that, Matt had to get a vasectomy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Otherwise, I would have just kept getting pregnant. You are just extra fertile, baby. (laughs) You're meant to have these babies. But hormones are wild. Also, since the last time we spoke about acne, mine has gotten worse. But while I was in the hospital with my son, I was able to see, I went to a dermatologist who told me that I need to go to a gynecologist. I went to a gynecologist and she said that I have cysts all over my ovaries which is causing the acne. Wow, that's crazy. Did she explain to you why the cysts are causing the acne? You know, there was a little bit of a language barrier. Yeah, that's tough. I can imagine to navigate. Stuff gets lost in translation for sure. But what, from what I understood is, I don't know what started it or where, mm-hmm. where the cause and effect exactly is, But the hormones, the cysts, and the acne are all tied together. And her solution is to put me back on birth control, which I'm not super excited about because I went off of it because I thought it made me a little crazy. (laughs) Absolutely. I can relate, sister. (laughs) But I also like... It's, It's covering my face. Like, I've never had to deal with this before. And now that I know that it's there's a cause. It's not just like the products I'm using or the lifestyle. I feel like I have to listen. Like, I don't know what else to do. I know it's hard because we talked about it a little bit before in our first conversation. Like I dealt with hormonal acne too for like about, uh, it was probably two-ish years. 
But I think the most frustrating part is not knowing the root cause. And I think because the doctor said like, oh, it's definitely correlated to the fact that you have cysts on your ovaries. So is she saying that by taking the birth control, will it remove the cysts? That's what she's saying, but she doesn't want me to start taking it until the first day of my period. Okay. I guess it's to stop ovulation. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like when you have acne, it feels like it's so debilitating and it feels like it's like your number one focus and you get hyper-focused on it and you just want to figure out how to get it away and out of your life. I'm speaking from my experience. I just remember feeling so debilitated. Like I didn't want to leave the house. It's all I could think about. But like to know that you're not alone and so many people have gone through it. And I know that that's like much easier said than done. And honestly, like I I know that people say like you really can't see it, but I truly can't see it. And I think too, because we are our own worst critics, we notice it so much more. And so in turn, we end up focusing on it way more. And it just like, it consumes you almost. It does. Because it's like every time you walk by a mirror, that's what you see. And you see it like a magnifying glass where other people don't. But mine's definitely noticeable, more so to myself than to other people. But like my family now, they're visiting. And my brother's like, whoa, you got a little acne going on. (laughs) I was like, Wow. <laughs> but he didn't even he's just like whoa like I've never seen you with acne and I'm like yeah I, yeah I know <laughs> I know I feel like it's hard because there's so many factors as to what it could actually be but maybe just try going on birth control and seeing if that helps and if it doesn't you can always stop yeah you know no I'm gonna yeah. do it I'm resistant hesitant is the word but I'm gonna yeah. do it I know. I was just listening to an, another podcast. Um, I think it was with Melissa Wood Health and Mary Lewin. She has a podcast. It's called The Pursuit of Wellness. And they were talking about their journeys with acne and how they both struggled with acne a lot. And Melissa Wood was saying that meditation helped her acne. And I was like, wow, it's hard for me to like wrap my brain around that and and really understand it because I haven't mastered the art of meditation. And so for me, that seems just like so far-fetched, but it probably has something to do with like your cortisol levels and just being less stressed out and being more mindful. I don't know. So I don't know if you meditate, but it probably can't hurt. I need to figure out the therapist, the meditation. I got an aura ring. It (laughs) Why are they so ugly? Right? I know. I know. I hate it. I'm like so excited because it tells me like, walk a little bit more. The day that I didn't have a nanny, I walked 10 miles. (laughs) That's amazing. But the other days are like four. (laughs) The day that you didn't have a nanny, is it because you're chasing your kids around? Yes. Oh my God. Because I'm not like, hey, could you go put Boone to bed? It's like... Boom, 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 boom. Wow, that's crazy. 10 miles. That's a lot, 10 miles. I know. I was like, I didn't get to work out, but I guess I did. Yeah, (laughs) I've had it, but sleep is has been such a big topic that's been coming up in my life. 
everybody that I talked to, they're like, sleep is my number one priority. Sleep, sleep, sleep. And so I was like, you know what? I need to break out my aura ring and start tracking my sleep cycles so I can, just so I can be aware. And now I feel like I'm like kind of getting obsessed with it. How's your sleep? What does it say? Today I had a good sleep score. I think it was like 76. But where I fall short is my restlessness score or something. It's, it's like at the amount of times that you get up in the middle of the night because I don't stay asleep because it's like I'm still co-sleeping with Hunter. So like he's in the bed with me. So it's him. And then our dog is on the other side. So I'm literally squished in between both of them. Same thing over here. How is sleeping for you guys and your kids? Oh my God. My husband sleeps on the couch. Okay. So he's getting a great night's sleep, I'm sure. (laughs) But like there's other bedrooms, but for him mentally, like, I don't know. It's like his way of, of being there, but He's roughing it too. Oh. <laughs> but recently, now my nanny's sick, and the doctor said that Boone is more susceptible to getting something right now because his immune system's lower with everything that just happened. So I actually have been sleeping with Walker, the three year old, Boone, the two year old, with me in the bed. And then okay. Penny is in her crib, but the crib is in my room. <laughs> oh my goodness. But they sleep pretty well. That's great. Have you always co-slept or do you try and encourage the other ones to sleep in their own room? You know what? I think it's my fault because in the beginning I did the sleep training and Walker was sleeping through the night in her own crib, in her own room. And then we started traveling a bunch. And if you're like staying at somebody else's house, you can't request your own room for your kid. You know what I mean? And like, you're not getting an extra hotel room for your six month old baby. And then like, if people come and visit us, then they have to move out of their bedrooms to be with us. And then it's just easier. Like you end up getting more sleep. People say it's a short amount of time that it's like hard and then they sleep on their own. But I get more sleep just letting my kids sleep with me than trying to get them in their own bed. No, I can relate. I'm the same way. Yeah. It's just so much easier. And I know that there's like pros and cons to it. A lot of people say that like it interrupts your relationship. It's not good for your relationship. And yeah, that's probably true. But like, I'd rather sleep right now. (laughs) Honestly, sleep is my priority. And now I'm like, they're so cute to snuggle with at night. Like, I don't really want to put them in the other room. Exactly. It's more so me being more attached than he is. I'm like, but I want to cuddle. (laughs) Same. No, the other night I was thinking like, well, what am I going to do when she goes and sleeps on her own? Right? Exactly. I know we get attached. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about the reality of having three kids and how you're able to balance it and manage it all. I would say... Right now, after the holidays, is probably the first time in a while that I've felt totally overwhelmed because it's also on top of work and kids and everything. It's like hosting people. Right. So we'll host like 15 people of my husband's Mm -hmm. family. Right now, my family's down here. And like catching up after being in the hospital, I feel totally overwhelmed. But usually I have things under control with the help of help. Like I have 
two nannies on rotation and a chef. And there's always one nanny sleeping over, except for on Sundays. So we live down in Nicaragua. Help is affordable. I don't think that if I was living in California, I would have a full-time chef and a full-time nanny and all of that help. I mean, it's not as realistic, not attainable, really. Life here is much more affordable in that sense. That allows us to have our healthy workout schedule, get the food that we want, still be able to do what we need to do to feel our best while spending as much time with the kids as we can. Definitely. I think it just allows you to enjoy being a mother. Realistically, I can't even imagine having to do all of that on your own with three children. It is really important to highlight, like, we need help. We can't do it all. We're, we're juggling a million things already as it is. And then to add taking care of three other humans on top of that is just, it's insane. But yeah, it's, it's really nice that you're able to live in a place that allows you to have affordable help. Also, I feel like the work ethic in Nicaragua and in Central America or, you know, any other foreign country for that matter. I feel like the work ethic is so much better. Whereas like here in the States, nobody wants to work. They want to put in like zero effort. It's like this whole mentality now with like people going viral on TikTok and then everybody that's young, like they do nothing and they have this extravagant lifestyle. So they think it's just like going to, freaking land in their lab. Yeah. How was the process of finding your nanny and finding someone that you really trust? Okay. So our main nanny, who is like God's gift to earth, so hardworking. Mm. This is what I recommend to my friends when they're looking is find somebody that already has their own kids. They've been a mom. There's a whole different, and this isn't knocking people that don't have their own kids, but I have seen with my personal experience the nannies that are younger that don't have never had kids before versus the nannies that have had kids it's just like the knowledge and the comfortability and the experience is totally different so find somebody that has kids and the kids that are older I've also had a nanny that has kids that's wonderful but she has a five-year-old at home and she wants to be at home she doesn't want to be with your kids like she's doing it for work but she wants to be at home so finding someone with kids that are older, I think that's big. Yeah, that's a really good tip, actually. I, I never really thought about that because I've experienced the both extremes of like having a very young babysitter, technically, because she wasn't like our, our nanny. She would come like twice a week. Having someone who's very young who has never had kids versus having someone who has older kids. But I didn't even think about the other person who could have like kids of their own that are young and they don't want to be there because they want to be with their own children. Yeah. I went through a couple people and the nanny that we ended up with ended up being a recommendation from somebody that already worked for us. I think about when we were growing up and we'd go over to a friend's house and their parents would be out for the night and they just have a babysitter. Like it wasn't their regular right. nanny or their regular babysitter. It was just a, a new person. Of- yeah. Every time it was a new person that we would just torture. Yeah. I know. I think about that too. I'm like, wow. Times have changed. It has. Like, are there more creeps now or are we just talking about it more? I'm so confused. Yeah, I don't know, honestly. But yeah, word of mouth, because then, you know, you have somebody vouching for them and 
I think that's the way to go. Yeah. So yeah, what is it like traveling with three kids? Do you have any tips for parents out there who are traveling with young kids? Because I know traveling with one is hard. I think that if I had a resume, which I don't, but if I did, I would. this would be like the number one thing on my resume is traveling with kids. That is a skill. It's kind of like you just have to prepare yourself like for a marathon. Like this day is going to be really fucking hard. Cover all the bases and prepare for it. Down here, I order stuff a month in advance. Like if I know we're going on a big trip, I order stickers. I order like little workbooks, activities for them to do. One for each of them because they will fight over it if there's only one. (laughs) Snacks, unlimited snacks. Yes. It doesn't even matter if you're giving them sugar and you think it's going to make them crazier. If it makes them shut up in that moment, you won. Yep, yep. You won. Another thing that my friend actually taught me, she said, every time, no matter what, I just have a $20 limit and I let my kid go into whatever store they want in the airport and they get to choose a toy that's under $20. Yeah, because like, I mean, $20, if they're going to play with it the whole freaking flight, that's worth $20. They're excited about it. You can talk about it beforehand. Like, hey, we need to get through security so that you can get this toy. Like, bribe them. Bribe them all day with gummy worms, with toys. Bring extra clothes, obviously, for the kid. Like, three. But bring them for yourself, too. Because if the pee leaks out of the diaper and you're just covered in pee or, like they throw up or some like there's a lot of reasons why you should have your own extra clothes as well yeah bring your stroller and gate check it I mean that's pretty obvious but like bring the big one I don't bring the travel one I bring the real the upper one so that you can fit all of your carry-on stuff inside and whatever you can't fit I just bring a carry-on roller so I can put another bag on top of it. So you're not actually carrying anything. All amazing tips. Wow. I probably have more, but those are like the first ones that come to mind. You were telling me before that you guys were traveling a lot and probably less now, right? Less now. So the vacation rental business, we have two houses in Costa Rica and one in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have our own place that we didn't rent out. Like right. my husband owns these houses and like does everything for them. And we rent them out with a full staff and I do the sales for it. But we didn't have a separate house that like we didn't rent out. Right. So we'd go from place to place. Like we were, we are young, like we were hustling. Like we weren't comfortable moving every five days or seven days, or maybe you'd get a month in one spot. This is when you had kids or before you had kids? Before and during. So we didn't have a stationary, not moving, this is a home where we put our stuff in our closet and we're not planning to pack up anytime soon until one year ago. So it was like, once I found out I was pregnant for the third time and that was a (laughs) surprise, I was like... I can't do this. I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. You needed a home base. 
I know. I feel like it's so fun. The whole like living out of a suitcase, nomad, <laughs> working from your computer. But then there comes a point where like I couldn't find anything and I didn't care to organize it anymore because I knew that we'd just be moving again. Yeah. And I thrive in organization and a routine. It's like, this is fun. It looks great. Great Instagram pictures. But like, I need a freaking bathroom where my stuff is, where I want it to be. Drawers organized how I like it. Yeah. I feel like when I was younger, obviously, it's it's a lot easier to just be super spontaneous and just go with the flow. But I think as you get older, you like crave that stability and the comfort and peace of your own home, yes. especially with kids. So having three kids, do you ever experience mom guilt? Like, what is the dynamic like while having three kids? Because I'm sure it's really hard to to split up your attention and emotions and mental capacity between three children. Like, how do you do that? And do you experience mom guilt? A hundred percent. I don't think there's like a way to not experience mom guilt. A lot of activities, if you're doing it with a three-year-old and a two-year-old, like now I can do stuff with them both together, but it doesn't really help to bring Penny along. But yeah, it takes away from the experience that I'm having with the older ones. So I try and do like a date, like a solo date with each of them. Because otherwise it all just gets mixed up and everybody needs to feel special. Like we need to feel special. And as kids, I think they definitely do. And it kind of brings you back. And I can see the connection. Like obviously they're my kids. The connection's not gone. But I can see it kind of like... uh And then I go on one of those solo dates and all of a sudden they're just like attached back to me. Like we're in it, you know? That makes sense. You want to focus on one at a time because I feel like otherwise then you're being spread so thin. What's the dynamic like between all three of them? Like, do they fight? Do they, I mean, they're kind of too young to fight at this point, but like, oh, oh, really? Walker, the three-year-old girl, and Boone, the two-year-old boy, they fight all the time. Like, whatever one has, the other one wants. They push each other, they shove each other, they kick each other. But then I'm sure there's moments where they, like, get along, and I bet that is the most amazing thing to witness. Oh, it's so cute. And they talk to each other in Spanish. Oh my God. They'll be like fighting and like running after each other. And then Penny, the baby, she'll just be like, 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 <laughs> like watching, like looking back and forth. That's so cute. That is really cute. Oh my God. Just I would just like sit back and witness it all. I bet it's so entertaining. How do you structure your days? Like what does a day in the life for you look like? I would love to know because... On top of having three children, you're also, I feel like, so well put together. Your body is absolutely amazing, crazy out of this world. So clearly you're very health conscious. Like you're taking care of yourself, but also you have all these other things. You have a business to run. You have your kids. Like how how do you structure your day? Well, first of all, thank you. And I should have said this earlier, but I'm honored to be on a podcast called a MILF podcast because that is like a compliment (laughs) in and of itself. (laughs) 
So your guests have to all be so stoked, like no matter, because you're amazing, but just being called on to a podcast that has the name MILF, it's like everybody's excited to be there. It's so funny because like sometimes I get worried that I'll be like pigeonholed into a little box of like the MILF, but like it stands for more than what the actual acronym is. But like at the same time, I mean, yeah, all my guests are MILFs. I think all mothers are MILFs. Like in their own way. But yes, you are poster child milk. <laughs> okay, okay. So like we said, I'm sleeping with all the kids. So I try and creep out of my room earlier than they wake up. Sometime between six and seven. So they don't wake up super early. They have been waking up earlier. So I don't have that alone time. But I'll bring Penny, the little one, in that little carrier, you know, on your stomach on a yeah. beach walk with the dogs. Just like a quick 20-minute walk. I will give her over because our people start 7 a.m. So they're there early. So I'll give them over and I'll relinquish all power and I'll go in the sauna (laughs) happily. I'll go in the sauna 15 to 30 minutes depending on the timing that day. And then I go in the ice bath for three minutes. And that gets things off to a good start. Then Juan, our chef, has made... Walker's lunch and Boone's lunch and they've packed their backpacks. They're ready for school. They've eaten they've eaten breakfast. So that crazy hour, I can be there if I want to be there and I can also just go away. Yeah. Yeah. Then I take them to school and I come back and work out and I just prioritize the sauna, the cold plunge and working out before really getting anything done. I'm obviously thinking about my to-do list with work and all of that. And I get straight to work right after I drop them off at school. And then Boone gets out at 12. So it's kind of like disrupting the middle of the day. But sometimes I'll have Juan go pick him up. So I can like, if I'm really into something with work, I can just keep pushing through that to get it done. Right. And then Walker gets out at three, they both nap, and then we have usually like sunset family time and dinner, bath, they have a bath every night, and then we disarm our couch in the living room and put all the cushions on the floor and make a really big bed, about like five out of the seven days of the week. I love that. That's so cute. They're going to look back one day and think about that all the time, I'm sure. And I feel like kids get sick of stuff so easily. Like they're so on to the next thing, but they haven't gotten sick of this. They're always like, let's make a big bed. Let's make a big bed. That is so cute. I'm sure they like like the routine of it and the structure and I'm sure they like look forward to it. That's really cute. Okay, guys, so I want to talk to you about one of my new favorite wellness brands, and that is For Wellness. I have the pleasure of using two of their hero products, the Good Stuff and the Recovery Gummies, and now I'm hooked to both of them. Literally the day I ran out, I immediately went to the website and restocked using my own code. So the Good Stuff is a performance coffee supplement that helps you combat inflammation, feel calmer, and increase your energy at the same time. 
I actually notice a huge difference on the days that I take it versus the days that I don't. I feel so clear-headed, focused, and energized when I take it, and it's probably due to the fact that it contains five functional ingredients that include L-theanine, collagen, cinnamon, MCT, and Himalayan salt. And then the recovery gummies taste like actual candy, but give you the benefits of a high-performing athlete. They contain tart cherry extract that helps to reduce muscle soreness after a workout and provide you with sustained energy. I can't recommend these products enough, and with the holidays approaching and the new year just around the corner, For Wellness is the perfect place to shop for your loved ones or for yourself to help you feel your best going into the new year. So for 25% off your order, use code CHEROKEE in all caps, C-H-E-R-O-K-E-E, when you check out at forwellness.com. That's F-O-R-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com for 25% off your order. Such a great deal, you guys. Do not miss out. What time do they go to bed? It's been getting later, which isn't good. It is what it is. But we've been going to bed at 9. Penny, the baby, goes to bed at 7.30. And she's so easy. Like, she, she, we do the bath time between 6.30 and 7.30. And then she goes to bed at 7.30. And we still hang out in the living room for a while. And I guess just depending on how late their nap was that day or how tired they look. Because... I don't take them to bed unless they look tired. Because otherwise, they're just up in bed. It's a waste of time. (laughs) Yeah. I push it until I'm like, I know they're going to hit their head on the pillow and actually go to sleep. You said that the three-year-old naps still, right? Does she nap still? Yeah, it's not every day. But when she goes to school, she comes back pretty exhausted because she goes nine to three. Right. And so will she nap for like an hour-ish or longer? Sometimes she'll nap till like 5.30. So we have that little break also. And I don't know. I feel like once they're in school, there's so many breaks where you you can get the stuff done that you need to do. For sure. How do you think becoming a mom has changed you? Oh my gosh. My, My college friends probably think it's so funny that I'm the first one to like get married, have kids, have three kids. I'm 30 and I have three kids. I think that's a little bit not what anybody saw for me. Right. That's, I mean, that's pretty unconventional nowadays. I feel like people are, are waiting till way later in life to have kids. And I mean, I have friends that are married. I have friends that are starting to get pregnant, but I also did it really quick. It, anyway, Oh, it's just made the little things so much less significant in some ways, but also made the little things so much more important in other ways. Oh, I love that. That's a really good way to put it. I mentioned this last time, my corny little quotes that I always think of. Oh, yeah. Please, please bring those back. I love those. One of them is um, don't waste five minutes worrying about something that won't matter in five years. So there's so many things that like, and I still catch myself doing it, but that I would overthink and overanalyze and just freaking put all my attention towards some little thing that didn't matter, you know? And then you look over and your kid's like playing with some toy and it's so little, 
but it's so cute and they're so happy and like you're doing the best that you can and that little thing doesn't matter because this little thing is so important exactly it just shifts your priorities 100 and it's cool too that you brought up like the little things don't matter in like the grand scheme of life but it's also the little things that bring our kids so much joy that you're like wait I never would have noticed this but like to remember to stop and notice like oh it's just this tiny little thing that they're like so obsessed with but it's bringing them so much joy so it's really cool that you said that I like that a lot yeah kids bring the life back to things that were just like overlooked I feel like and just the grayness becomes like more colorful. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So do you feel like since becoming a mother, your confidence has been boosted? Yes, because you don't care what people think. It's like... Exactly. The only thing, again, the only thing that matters, I mean, there's more, but for the most part, the only thing that matters is your kid and making sure that they're taken care of and they're healthy and they're happy and... Plus, just getting older, you realize everybody is in their own freaking world and everybody has their own insecurities. And something that you've been thinking about for years that happened with, like, Susie Q and, oh, I wish I didn't say it like that. Like, she doesn't remember. So why are you still thinking about that? Yeah, I know. I think the older you get, and especially for me becoming a mother has just accelerated my self-confidence and it's just made me like step into my own and just be like, you know what? This is who I am. I'm not going to change for anybody and I'm going to love and accept myself. And if you don't love and accept me for who I am, then that's fine. But like your mindset just shifts completely. In addition to that, going off of it, It's like this little person looks up to you like you are the most important. Like, sure, they don't do everything you say, but they listen to everything that you say. So then it's like, why am I trying to get acceptance? And why am I trying to get reassurance from these people that if they don't like what I do or who I am, they can find somebody else that they do like. And yeah, like go that way and I'll stay here. (laughs) Yeah. I think your kids just show you what true unconditional love is and feels like. And so I feel like once you experience that, like they will love you no matter what, like doesn't matter. You're their parent. So I think being able to feel that and experience that you kind of just realize like, well, it's fine if I don't get that from somebody else or whatever, because I'm experiencing it from my child. So It's just wild how motherhood changes us. And uh, I'm just very thankful for it, honestly. (laughs) Because I I, know. I feel like before motherhood, yeah, I mean, we're the same age. So you, I feel like we can relate a lot on this. And I just think like you were telling me a little bit before that you kind of wish that you had done a few more things before you had kids. And I felt the same thing too. Like when I got pregnant, I was like, oh my God, I'm only 27. Like I haven't done this, this, and this. Like I feel like I'm not where I want to be right now. But I think that once you have them, you realize like, oh, well, I can still do all of these things. It's just not maybe the the order that I thought it was going to go in. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's what you asked me. Like if there's anything you would say to somebody 
or that I wish that I had done before. And I, that is something that I think about all the time. I wish that I had like been further in my own career before Mm -hmm. I started a family, but at the same time, I wouldn't trade it to have that. But it's like the grass is always greener. And when you have kids young at any point, but especially young, there's so much more time. Like we were saying, when the kids go to school, like you have so much time. So just cherish the years when they're young. Use the time that you have a nanny to be as productive as you can. And just know in five years, they're going to be at school all day. And not everybody is as fortunate to be able to spend those really important years, the first couple of years with their kid. Yeah. Yeah. So going off of like career stuff, talk to me about you and your husband's vacation rental business and what it's like working with your husband and then (laughs) trying to separate work from your relationship and how that all goes down. It's really hard to separate work from our relationship. I don't think that we've figured that out yet, especially because the business that we have, it's like, it's not a nine to five kind of business, but I don't know if owning your own business ever is. But just like if somebody's paying however many thousands of dollars a night to stay somewhere, they expect a response right away. You have to be on it. And there's an entire team that goes into it. But we have different roles in the business, which is nice. Like I am sales and operations. And then he does the construction. Like he's building another house over there. He does the boats. He does the maintenance. So we have different things, but there is a lot of overlap. And it's nice that I'm an expert in what I'm doing and that he's an expert in what he's doing. So we don't really question each other on that level. It's more just like the overlapping. It's hard to like change your mindset. I find it impossible to be like, we're, we're in a work relationship. He's like, but it's all mixed together. I get it. That is kind of hard to navigate sometimes. Because you can't really just like turn it on and off. There's no switch that turns it on and off. Like this is your livelihood. This is part of who you guys are. Do you guys have little things that you incorporate into your relationship to help kind of like keep the spark alive? Oh, you you were mentioning to me before, like you guys like to do activities together and like do experiences together. Yeah, I think... For us, because we're not going into an office, like we work from home and we have the kids at home and all of that. He goes to Costa Rica once a week and does go into the office. But on a day to day schedule, we're with each other a lot. So like if something exciting happens right now, I'm going to walk outside and see him and tell him about that. You know, I don't like save up all these fun things to tell him at dinner that night because we see each other a 100 times a day. So instead of like going to dinner, which he's so active, we would rather, I don't know, go play pickleball or like go take the kids horseback riding. But I think it is important to plan the dates. I know everyone says that, like you have to keep dating your husband, try to like get back to the headspace that you were at or the mentality when you started dating to like flirt with each other and be fun and It's not always easy like it is work, but another thing that I always keep seeing is like you don't ever want to stop that 
because then 20 years later your kids go to college and you're like you wake up and you're like who is that person next to me like we haven't like vibed together or like had that connection in so long so I always have that in the back of my head and like I don't want to be that person so when you're tired you have to just have sex and when you're tired you have to just put your makeup on put on a cute dress and go out that's such a good tip is just rallying for your partner yeah and you've probably seen it a bunch too that it's not always 50 50 it's like if you can tell that your partner's being an asshole because he's going through something like you have to be there for them and recognize that when you're going through something you're an asshole sometimes too so just like have a little grace give people a little grace be flexible don't Mm -hmm. pick out all the little nitty-gritty things all the time like you have to choose your battles and at the end of the day what you want is a successful relationship so if some little thing is going to cause an argument that doesn't really matter just don't say don't it. bring it up yeah, <laughs> yeah. just shut yeah. up it's, it's not worth it yeah <laughs> those are all really really good points to make and really good reminders for people especially if you are super tired or like whatever the case may be you had a shitty day at work like your patience level and your tolerance level may be not as high but choose your battles because it's is it really worth it in the end right I really like that you guys do activities together I think that that's such like an underrated way to bond with your partner So given that it is the beginning of the new year, do you have any goals in mind? I definitely have goals. I would like to, and this has been a goal for a while, but I really would like to find a therapist and make that part of my regular schedule once a week, twice a month, whatever it is. And then the other one is I want to start, I set up an appointment or like a consultation with a financial advisor that's specifically for women because I feel like I don't know how to invest money on my own and I want to have like I want to know how to do that kind of stuff on my own me too that is such a great resource you got to give me her info yeah so I'll let you know how it goes but I've heard great things about her and I just I mean it's not like I'm gonna go buy a house right now but I just want to know how to do those things just for my own peace of mind and just like to know that I can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think like that that's so good. And I think that it's really cool that you found someone who deals exclusively with women. Because I think it's been so much of like in society of like, that's the male's role for the most part. I mean, I mean, that's how it is in my house. My husband deals with everything financial. Like, like I don't have to worry about anything, which is lovely. But it's like, I kind of still want to know. I know. Yeah, that's a really good goal to have. I feel like that's such a great tool for anyone to have, especially women. Because it, it can be kind of intimidating sometimes. And you kind of feel like... I feel like an idiot. Like I went to business school and I have no idea how to pay my own taxes. Thank God Matt does. Like, like how do I have a college education in a business school and not know the most simple financial, like... 
It's because our education system is so flawed here in the U.S. Like, they're not teaching us actual applicable things that we really need in life. It's like buy the book from 50 years ago, but you pay 200 grand. And (laughs) then here I am, 30 years old, and I don't know how to do... I don't know. But yeah, (laughs) that's a whole other rabbit hole. I know. Yeah, we could talk about that for hours. That's a really cool goal, though. I feel like you just inspired me to want to do the same thing because I feel like an idiot, too. Like, we just got a new accountant who's doing our taxes now because of Josh, because I'm like, I wouldn't have thought of it. But even just some of the terminology that she's saying to me, I'm like, I literally don't even know what this is. I don't even know what this means. Like, I, but to just have that confidence and know like what you're talking about just feels good. That's really cool. So let's dive into the acronym. I would love to know what you do to stay mindful. Mindful. I think that for sure going in the sauna in the morning is the time of day where I don't have my phone with me. I read or I am just thinking. I think that's big because it's so easy to grab for your phone and that's the one place where your phone will literally overheat so you can't use it and it just forces you to be more mindful. Yeah. And too, I feel like doing something hard like the sauna and the cold plunge, it like builds your mental strength because you're like, I just did the hardest thing. I can get through anything now. A hundred percent. It's such a good start to your day. How do you listen to your intuition? And like you talked about it a little bit before with your son having to go to the hospital, but just like on a day-to-day basis, how are you tapping into your intuition? Like you just have to trust your gut. Like you know when something's not right, you know it. And you don't, you want to believe in the best of everything and everyone, but you also have to like look out for yourself and look out for the red flags in situations or relationships or business deals or anything like that. Like like your gut instinct is, I swear, nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, correct. And I think just, I think becoming a mother has definitely strengthened that muscle for me and having the ability to just be like, nope, this is how it is. Like, I'm going to listen to this. And yeah, I think it's just so important to just listen. Yes, 100%. Um, What are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? I have to work out in the morning. Like, obviously, if I go somewhere, they don't all have a sauna and a cold plunge. Um, Right. So that's, I can't say that's a non-negotiable. Here at the house, I make sure that I do it every day. But if I'm traveling, I have to get the workout in and it should be in the morning. Otherwise, not only myself, but everybody else around me suffers. (laughs) yes same I'm a different person my husband will be like you need to go work out and it's not like being like you need to go work out it's like for your mental it's like a man being like are you about to start your period it's the same thing for me he's like did you work out today (laughs) same but it's true like I'm less pleasant to be around and I'm less productive. Like if you just get your foot out of the door off to the right start, if you can't leave the house or you don't have a gym or it's too cold to go outside or whatever, you can do one of those Melissa Wood Health videos for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 
and feel a difference. Like, don't even do it for the way you look. That will follow. Like, do it for the mental clarity and everything else will fall into place after that. That's definitely my non-negotiable too. Even if it's not like a full-on workout, I just have to move my body. I have to. So speaking of working out and fitness, what is your fitness routine for the F and the acronym? And also on top of that, I really want you to tell us what your diet is like and what you're eating on a day-to-day basis too. Okay. So fitness, um, like I said, I, I like to do it first thing in the morning, but I'll do it later in the day if I can. Pilates. I have a Pilates reformer, but I didn't for a long time. I I do have one now. So I either do reformer Pilates or mat Pilates, 20 to 30 minutes. And then I do the 12, 330 on the treadmill after um, and just like watch shit reality TV or something because then you don't feel bad about it because you're still doing something productive. Yes, that's such a good tip to just like binge watch your shitty show. And the time goes by so quick. Yeah. I feel like that's the best for burning fat on my legs, which is like my insecure area. Okay. I feel like it slims you down so quick and Pilates just like it tones you so well. You look amazing and you feel amazing. You don't feel drained after you feel energized and it's not hard on your body. Yep. And you have your own Pilates page too on Instagram where you created a bunch of really great workouts. What's it called again? Mom Body by Pilates, right? Exactly. I haven't done it in a while, but I did it a lot during COVID because I was just like, super isolated down in Costa Rica. It was like my way to be held accountable for myself. People had asked me what I do to get in shape because none of my other friends had a baby. But like, you know how in the beginning of COVID, it was like people kind of just like stayed home for a while and then they got into the at-home fitness stuff because they're like, wow, I'm sitting around and like becoming a loaf of bread. (laughs) (laughs) So... So there was like a whole snowball effect of why I ended up doing it, but I loved doing it. And I think they're really great workouts. I still do a bunch of them and I just posted them on YouTube so my friends could see them if anybody wanted to see them. There's a bunch of prenatal ones because I couldn't find prenatal workouts that I felt were challenging enough right yeah they're all very very easy and like you still want to sweat and feel like you're getting a workout in when you're pregnant and I think a lot of a lot of resources for prenatal programs are just are they're afraid to like challenge a pregnant woman or something I don't know what it is I think that they're scared that if they're like pushing somebody and god forbid something happens it's gonna fall back on them and it's like literally just put like at your own risk, consult your doctor before, you know, like you, you should be able to figure out what you are capable of and what's pushing it. If it doesn't, if it's not the good kind of hurt, stop doing it. Exactly. I agree 100%. Yeah. So you created a bunch of prenatal workouts. I'm going to go check it out. I feel like I want to just like switch it up a little bit and I get bored sometimes at like creating my own workouts at home. So it's not, and it's nice to just have somebody to tell you what to do. 
I love doing them because they are good workouts, but I just am not like the woo, like inspirational <laughs> voice person. I am like such like a, all right, now we're going to go. I think this. that's a calming <laughs> energy. I like that energy. I would much prefer that in a workout than like a crazy instructor who's like in your face. I love that kind of energy when I'm working out. It's just like chill. Let's get it done. Let's do it. And then, so you love Pilates, 12, 3.30. And then I just feel like you just live an active lifestyle in general because you live right on the beach, right? Yes. I think that I've always been active, but where I live allows me to be more active because I'm not shut inside in cold weather or anything. Like we're on the beach. It's hot out. You're in workout clothes all the time. You don't have to get dressed up. You can go in and out easily. I'm not seeing people, so I don't need to be, like, made up. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, pretty much Pilates, 12, 3, 30. I do some weightlifting here and Mm -hmm. there, like, once or twice a week. You got to switch it up. You can't just do the same thing over and over again because, like anything, your body just becomes accustomed to it and almost almost like immune to it. Like it's not, you're not going to be seeing changes mentally or physically. Like you'll just kind of plateau. Yeah. And then for your diet, as far as what you're eating on a day-to-day basis, what does that look like? In the morning, I have like 17 different drinks. I'm one of those people. (laughs) It's like, okay, you have to tongue scrape so that you don't drink the water first. Okay, so tongue scrape. Okay, how long have you been tongue scraping? Because I... Not that long, but isn't it crazy? It's amazing. I love it. And I think back and I'm like, how was I not doing this my whole life? life. Like so gross. (laughs) I don't know if it's like a placebo effect, but in my mind, I'm like... I have to tongue scrape before I go drink my water in the morning. And I weirdly feel like it's like made me feel more energized because I'm like in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not swallowing all of that bacteria that was in my mouth. So I feel better. Uh Uh-huh. I do like green juice, which is cucumber, um, celery, lime, apple, ginger. So I have a green juice. I do AG1 with the Armra colostrum. Oh my God. How do you like the Armra colostrum? I haven't tried it yet. You know what? I don't, I don't know because I do so many different things that I don't know like what actually helps. But people say it does. Like I listened to Lauren Bostic, her podcast, and I I feel like she tries stuff a lot. And she recommends it. So I do a lot. Like, I'm so easily influenced by people that... <laughs> but the second that they influence me and it's, like, bad, I'm like, uh, I... Nothing that you say is gonna... You you lost yeah. me. <laughs> I like that. I ordered some pajamas that an influencer that I love posted about. And they came and they were literally, like, men's, like, box, totally stiff. And I was just, like... Okay, so everything that you're posting is just to be paid. I can't trust trust you. (laughs) Which is like, I feel like so many influencers now, they're just getting paid by so many brands because that is, that's how you get people. It's hard to sift out sometimes like who's being authentic and who really likes the products that they're promoting. But I feel like Lauren Bostick is a good example of like someone who really authentically only promotes things that she actually truly likes. 
Yes. And now she's so big that like if she was promoting shit, like it would lose a lot more people, you know? So anyway, I do that. I do a latte with almond milk or oat milk, but I hear all bad stuff about oat milk now. So after that whole thing, now I'm back to almond milk. Same. I was on such an oat milk kick and then all of this shit came out about how bad it is for you. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go back to almond milk. Yes, I know. And almond milk freaking tastes like cardboard, but whatever. Know, but now they're saying there's all of this stuff coming out about how good raw milk is for you. Like raw, unfiltered, unpasteurized milk. And like, I honestly don't really like the taste of milk. Of like, pure I don't milk. know anymore. I don't think I've had real milk in a really long time. Yeah. Speaking of, I have my baby on goat milk. Like from the farm over there, goat milk instead of formula. And this is the first one I did it with. And the other ones literally looked like blown up balloons because I had them on formula after breastfeeding. And it just like, they were so fat, which is fun. It's so cute. But like to see the difference, it's like, wow, that was not healthy. Yeah. There's a bunch of really great like goat milk formulas that you can buy. There's like the Holly brand and a few other brands. That's really cool though. Yeah. Okay. So I do all these drinks. I do. I'm really into the Celsius energy drinks. Yeah. I get the powder packets delivered down here. I didn't know they made powder packets. What? Uh Uh-huh. They're not bubbly. They're pretty good. I have like the berry ones. So I do that or a pre-workout, go to the gym. After that, I have a smoothie, which I do. (laughs) Freaking light. No, it's not the light. I'm just laughing at all the beverages. You really were not lying. It's wild. I love it. But like you get full and it's kind of like you're fasting in a way. So yeah, I have a smoothie. Then for lunch, I do salad and protein. And what I like to do is sprinkle goat cheese and nuts on it because it makes it just like more tasty in my opinion. I agree. And then dinner is more like sautéed or grilled vegetables, protein, and sometimes a grain, depending on, honestly, just depending on if I feel like, like large, I will not have it. (laughs) (laughs) And if I feel starving, I'll go for it. Not actually starving. Don't worry, guys. I just, (laughs) like, if I'm really hungry, then I'll go for a bigger meal. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty much the same for your breakfast and lunch and then dinner, you'll switch it up sometimes. That's a good way to structure a healthy way of eating. Yeah, breakfast and lunch are almost always the same, like a smoothie and eggs or just a smoothie and then lunch is always a salad with some kind of protein and then dinner like is more exciting and it's more of an experience. I feel like breakfast and lunch for me, it's I'm running around, it's not an experience yeah okay so one last question I ask is if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice what would you say to the younger version of yourself oh just say yes to everything I like that example Mm -hmm. Matt and I were just starting out and I wasn't really sure and I don't think he was really sure but he invited me to go to Mount Everest. And I was like, when else am I gonna be able to go to Mount Everest? Like, and I fell in love with my husband, like making our way up the mountain in Nepal 
and he went on to climb Mount Everest. And like, that's the coolest story ever. That's literally the coolest story ever. Why? How did I not ask you about this? I can't believe I didn't He's know He's like so extreme. I, I listened to the first part of your podcast and I still need to finish it with your husband. And I feel like they would get along because they seem very extreme. <laughs> Definitely. But, like, chill personalities, but, like, yeah. like to do extreme stuff. For sure. Yeah, he is very much that way. So I think that's a really good one is say yes, because then you don't experience FOMO. Then you don't experience regret. Like, you you can't lose if you say yes. And when you get older, then you say no all the time because you don't. Exactly. And, like, you're happy saying no because you said yes to all the things that you want. Yeah, right? Okay. Well, this is actually perfect timing. Great timing, Walker. I'm going to let your mommy go. And so you guys can spend some time together. Just one last thing is where can everyone find you and follow you? Okay. Instagram is at Emily Donahue Wood, which I think you'll just have to look in the Donahue is D-O-N-A-H-U. <coughs> Emily Donahue Wood. <laughs> the YouTube, if you want to check it out, I haven't posted in a while, but the workouts are good. It's at Mom Body by Pilates. And the Viridian experience. To post on- oh yeah. The real business. <laughs> <laughs> The business is Viridian Experience. If you want a fully staffed, like, unbelievable experience in Costa Rica, Viridian Experience, just look at the Google reviews. I'm not a salesperson. I'm I'm just telling the truth out here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Emily, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that (laughs) this is take number two. I appreciate you so much. Seriously. You're amazing. Thank you. I'm so honored and grateful that you asked me to do it and that we got to do it twice. Me too. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Walker. It was so nice meeting you. Can you say bye? Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.